name is Joshua Gilliland and I'm one of the founding attorneys of the Legal Geeks. We are upon our ninth anniversary and we thought it'd be fun to talk to some friends and reflect on the adventures that we've had so far. With me is the other co-founder, Jessica Muterson, and we're gonna share some of our favorite memories. Jess, how you doing? I'm good. I'm just kind of shocked. It's been nine years. <laughs> and what a nine years it has been, eh? Yeah, three presidents, you know. <laughs> three presidents, one attempted insurrection, um, one pandemic, uh, an entire Marvel Universe wave, uh, many Star Wars movies. I know it's very hard to keep track. It's been an action-packed nine years, I got to say. Yeah, it, you know, in reflecting upon the uh, uh, TV show uh, 24, which was supposed to take place over 12 years, oh. they, had, they had nine U.S. presidents in that time frame, and one served a full term. So, <laughs> so we're doing better than a fictional uh, adrenaline-filled show. So we got that going for us, real world. In yeah. all other ways, we kind of uh, are not doing that great, but you know. Papa Joe is doing a-okay in my That's book. true. I know. You're right. See, I'm still recovering from four years of like, holy fudge, we're in a full-on apocalypse all the time. Now, to be fair, we are still in a full-on apocalypse. We've got, um, you know, horrible tragedies, landslides, droughts, wildfires, hurricanes, condos collapsing. So it's it's a great time. But on the plus side, um, movie theaters are opening back up and at least Marvel is keeping us all uh, entertained while everything else around us burns. Don't forget the ocean is on fire in the Gulf of Mexico. That's right. And there's also like mud volcanoes supposedly that are exploding possibly underwater in Azerbaijan. So um, yeah. Yeah, it's a great time, but yes, but hopefully we are finally on the upswing from the pandemic. So at least that's one immediate crisis that is hopefully getting better. You know, I still see worry and frets and variants. Ooh, variants. Wait, is it the same? Is it the Delta variant? There, there is a Delta variant. Uh, but And they actually use the word variant too, don't they? Wow, that is, I just realized that is a nice... Uh, Loki um, kind of, I don't know if that's a happy accident or a weird coincidence or completely depressing, but wow, that is wild. It is a branch that uh, we might need to prune. So. Yes. <laughs> I think we need to prune this entire branch. Um, yeah, I like the idea of the sacred timeline as opposed to the multiverse where we are in the, maybe not the worst timeline, but it's got to be one that's definitely lower down on the uh, the scale of the multiverse. I think of all the, what is it, the number ones when Picard came face to face with all the multiverse. And I'm like, I don't think we are full on apocalypse, but I do think we're one of the number ones where he's screaming desperately for help. It's uh, It's been an exciting time. You know, <laughs> the, I, I'm very grateful that families can get together again. You know, in the last year, I haven't had a problem with things being virtual. You know, the lifetime of reading comics and watching TV on Friday nights prepared me. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I don't have to hop on an airplane. Cool. I am, my orbit is the office and home. Fine. I'm good. I'm good. We record Comic-Con panels or other shows. Yeah. Junior nights virtually. I'm okay with that. 
There are certainly parts of um, that, yes. I'm a homebody, so I was happy to have excuses to hang out at home more, except when I'm, my daughter and I actually did have to quarantine for 14 days after we got COVID, literally being told basically we can't go anywhere, do anything. That part was very hard. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm very sick of having to stare at myself during work calls. That's a, you know, I definitely get that and that Zoom fatigue, but otherwise I like that there are all these virtual options. I will tell you, however, as a mother to two teenagers, I never ever want to have to do virtual school again. That was so incredibly hard for the kids and myself. So um, yeah, those kids, the second school starts up again, I'm dropping them off and you know, I'm like, are boarding schools, could the public schools do boarding schools to make up for the past year, like give them some extra education time. But to, yeah, virtual school is something I never want to have to deal with again as a parent. Well, the schools had no plan for that. Yeah. Like, there's no disaster plan for, here's your kindergarten class, do this on Zoom. Yes. There was no, of all the contingency plans people think of, this was not one of them. No. And people had to adopt on the fly. I mean, courts did. Yeah. And... Like, I never want to have to do an in-person CMC ever again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, so this is going to take 10 minutes. And I could drive an hour and a half each way and then wait for an hour. Or yeah. hang out on Zoom for 12 minutes and be done and then write the motion I still need to write. Or yeah. reproduction. Like, I call that efficiency. And this is a good thing. And I mean, I wouldn't want a serious motion being argued over the phone or Zoom. No. Um, that's the sort of thing you do want. And Zoom bench trials could be a thing. Like I'm comfortable with that. Zoom jury trials, not so much. No. So. Yeah, I even had, I will say, um, I like like the scheduling conference conferences, things like that by Zoom, but I did have one really big hearing and I did want it in person because even with a judge, I am still worried about um, just how easy it is to tune out on Zoom. So, so I don't know. And I know I've heard judges certainly love uh, kind of the Zoom sort of thing. Although I know, at least in the context, I don't do criminal defense, but I've heard from criminal defense attorneys that even though the actual hearings sometimes that the judges have been doing by Zoom and the judges love it, the defense attorneys are like, sometimes that's the only time they have to really sit with their client and talk to their client. So um, I think certainly on the criminal side in particular, or maybe I can't speak to family law either or anything, you know, some of the efficiencies need to be balanced out with some of the other benefits of being in person. But certainly, yeah, I agree on the civil side for the little kind of scheduling hearings, we have smaller matters. Um, and we've had, I will say like, we've had a magistrate judge here in the Western District of Wisconsin, who's done everything by telephone since I was in Texas. So he's been doing that for 12 years, you know, arguing discovery motions, all of that sort of stuff by phone. So um, for some judges, this has been something they've kind of already liked anyway, but I think it's certainly to get a lot more judges on the, the yeah, not everything needs to be in-person bandwagon. Well, it, it forced evolution. It, yeah. it forced people to change and adapt. And and on that note, that's okay. Like, yeah. I'm completely fine with like, we had to learn new tricks. Cool. I mean, we've been using Zoom since 2012. So 
the fact that the rest of the world had a (laughs) welcome to the party kids Um, we're early adopters um Yes. And I have to say, too, I've seen a lot of disability advocates talk about, you know, and this is kind of the sad thing. And I've seen other people talk about this, too, that, you know, a lot of employees for different reasons would be asking for the right to work from home or, you know, remote working, virtual working, whatever. And companies were like, oh, that's too hard. We really can't do that. And now it turns out, oh, you know what? Actually, when push comes to shove, you can do it. So I'm hoping, too, for a lot of people that, you know, who have the ability to do remote work, which, of course, as we learned over the past year, a lot of essential workers, a lot of people still need to show up and risk themselves um, both to provide for themselves and their families and to serve us as a society, which, good Lord, I appreciate so much. But for those who, you know, there's even the option of remote work, I am hoping going forward that for people that that works better for their life or based on their um, various abilities and different issues that that remote work continues to be an option. Something my firm is doing is we have two litigation secretaries. Yeah. And one of them is the one that's mine. And uh, and and she works with three of us. I think each each secretary has three lawyers to right. send off and God bless them. Yes. Uh, but one of them will now start coming in Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And uh, mine will come in Tuesdays, Thursdays. Ah. So she was in Thursday. I haven't seen her since March 2020. Wow. So it's like I heard her voice from the cubicle. It's like, oh my, is Patricia? And it's like you're you're in 3D. Uh, <laughs> is this a hologram? You're a real person. So Whoa. and uh we have a new paralegal starting. And she'll be coming in. And that's great because I like having the ability for the new person to be able to talk with them. Yes. On the flip side, she is super good at I am. And so we, you know, I get Teams messages throughout the day for like, hey, what's this? Or how do I do X? Yeah. And that's fantastic. So, yeah. I mean, life finds a way to Jurassic Park, but I'm, uh, we're going to have a neat and a mix in all of society. You know, there are those who definitely want to go back to the office, but no one's going to hit the reset button and pretend that 2020 didn't happen. And, and I know no. there are people who want to do that. <laughs> yes. We're just going to pretend the unpleasantness was not real. It's like 600,000 people died. I know. I just don't. And there's... Mm. Yeah, there's still long COVID, which, I mean, we're still going to try to have to figure out. Yeah, we have we have opportunities and we have responsibilities. I I still wear a mask when going into the grocery store. Ooh, and, good for you. Um, there are a lot. Well, in the, in the San Francisco Bay Area, a lot of folks are vaccinated, and, and I know San Francisco itself uh, surpassed seventy percent, and you know, and, and they were like the first city to do so. But the Bay Area overall is you know, we have people here who are, yeah, I'm getting vaccinated. Like that's crazy talk not to. So, uh, but California has pockets and LA County brought back masks because of the Delta variant. And when you have a county with 11 million people, uh, 
what do you think is going to happen? So when you have a new contagion taking place, so there's a lot there and it's, it's changed life and the practice of law had to adapt to it. Yes. And so did time back into the geek thing, obviously our kind of our, um, our entertainment world, right? And uh, as somebody who's kind of obsessed, not just with geeky movies, but also like the business of show business, I've been listening to lots of podcasts talking about um, how everyone, you know, is trying to figure out what this means for the industry going forward. You know, there's already discussions about like kind of the death knells of the movie theater even before the pandemic, because there was struggles and it was pretty much, you know, big outer space sci-fi and kind of Marvel sort of movies that were um, getting people to movie theaters because otherwise it was getting easier and easier to watch them from home. Uh, You know, so um, it it will be interesting to see obviously Black Widow this coming week, which I'm super excited about. And the kids got me tickets to that for, um, for uh, my birthday, but you know, it'll be interesting to see how that is from a cinema perspective, since I think Disney is also going to offer it on opening weekend from your homes, right? So it'll be interesting to see how that does and what this means going forward for, you know, just solo theater releases versus day and dates like HBO Max is supposedly still doing all of this year with um, in theater and on TV at the same time. It's a mix. There are some things I definitely want to go to the theater for, but they're not worth dying for. So yeah, there's a, it's that fine line of, I love going to the movies. Have you been to a movie yet? Have you gone to the theater yet? No, if all goes well, Black Widow would be the first. I actually went Friday night to see Zola which was fantastic. Highly recommend that movie based, of course, on the notorious 148 tweet Twitter thread. Um, But it was, uh, you know, I've already traveled too. So I guess I'm like between my COVID immunity and the COVID vaccination, I haven't been too worried. But um, I will say the movie theater was almost empty. So it was far safer to be there than probably when I go to Target to do my grocery shopping. So, but I will be curious to see this week with Black Widow, how crowded it is. We'll find a balance and in responsibility for you know, like how Disneyland can work safely and because uh, we all can't just hide in a bunker. Right. So life has to go forward in a way that's safe. Yeah. And, and it is kind of interesting, like you said, different people, what they will choose to do. Um, and basically, I think it's priorities, right? I love movies, so I will go back to a movie theater, whereas um, like crowded, you know, amusement parks and that sort of thing has never been really something I've been interested in. So I'm like, that is not a risk then that I'm willing to take. So, yeah, I'm not ready for Disney yet. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't do that until uh, maybe like November. Time yeah. Time. I want more people to be vaccinated uh, and for them to have more experience with it. Yeah. So See what actually works and doesn't work. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But speaking of variants, are we talking about, can I mention Loki at all? I know you've been doing some great episodes on that and I've been behind. So um, yeah, this is, you know, please. I've been curious to go, how have you handled this? And is your daughter looking at the screen with a longing? (laughs) So 
Yeah, my daughter has a, uh, no, she is not into Loki, either the character, I mean, I think she liked the character well enough, but that is not in her world as a 14-year-old girl. Tom Hiddleston is not really the top of the um, the totem pole. Um, and in fact, as much as she is actually more of a Marvel completist than I am, she has actually watched all of the X-Men movies, and I think I have missed a few. She found the first episode of Loki very boring and so dropped out. Um Whereas my son uh, and I have been uh, watching the rest of them, although he got to watch last week's episode before me. And I literally just watched uh, episode four right before we started doing this podcast and was blown away by the end. But um, so, yeah, so I am I'm you know, that's a very exciting and will be an interesting thing to watch as we go forward here. Yeah, it's it is amazing filmmaking. You know, the. Marvel TV is doing an excellent job with these shows and they are wonderful escapism. Yes. From all the scary things that have happened in the past 15 months. And uh, so even the last six months, I think have gotten a lot better and I'm, there's a lot to be grateful for. So this was the first quasi normal holiday many of us had. Yeah. So, uh, the president wanted the 4th of July to look more normal and that ice cream loving man delivered. So <laughs> thank you. It's like, I, I will have a cone. <laughs> so so uh, uh, our friends, Steve uh, and Kathy just logged in uh, down in San Diego. Each have done panels, each have done mock trials. Uh, Kathy played plaintiff lawyer in the uh, Stormtrooper defective body armor uh, mock trial we did at WonderCon a couple years ago. Which and is, she, by the way, always one of my favorite topics in the entire Star Wars universe. So thank you, Kathy, for doing that. <laughs> uh, it's, You're welcome. <laughs> still, uh, that was my favorite because of the complexity of the issues and the fact we did video depots and you know, trial presentations, like that was just sweet. Steve, I think has the record for doing the most panels and mock trials. Woo, <laughs> we need like a plaque that we can give him. Yeah, or he and, yeah, I think he's might be ahead of Christine Peake by one uh, mm. because he did, <laughs> or, or tied. So, you know, there was the, uh, Luke Cage mock trial on how oh. to prove his actual innocence. The uh, droid civil rights mock trial, the Poe Dameron court martial, and... Which, we have to give a shout out, that actually got recognition from the man himself, right? And by the man, I do not mean Poe because Poe annoys me. I mean Oscar Isaac, <laughs> which is super awesome. And Ryan and from Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Too. That's right, which is even more amazing. Yeah. So, so uh, Steve and Kathy, thank you for tuning in. How's San Diego today? It's good. San Diego. Okay. Isn't it always yeah. awesome in yeah. San Diego? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it gets a little hot here, but we're we're doing okay given the the heat wave that's going on in the Pacific in the Northwest. Yeah. 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 And no. I, I don't think I've ever actually met you. Jessica, we always like keep missing each other, but I know uh, that, was, we, 
one thing I was looking forward to today. It was like finally getting to say hi. <laughs> I know. Hi. That is a true thing. I mean, we're doing this kind of talking about everything that's happened over the past nine years. And, you know, and I've said this before, but I need to give it again. I mean, Josh is the one who has kept this all alive for so many years and kept this moving forward. Um, and so, yeah, so one of the great things that Josh has done is he has somehow, and I think people have reached out to him, he's reached out to people, but he has found this amazing uh, group of people, including like yourself, Steve and Kathy, who um, are willing to have fun and do all these awesome things. But yeah, since I am stuck here sometimes, I mean, I love Wisconsin, but I'm stuck here in Wisconsin and with the two kids, uh, I have not been able to uh, meet everyone. So Steve, Josh and I talk about you all the time and everything that you do and have done for us and uh, for the legal geeks and how awesome that is. So yeah, so I feel like I know you, but you're right. This may be the yeah. first time. Holy cow. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe next year, a celebration or Comic-Con, perhaps. That's right. You know, next year at Comic-Con. What is that from? Next year at something. Isn't that from a movie or something? It's just a common expression. But yes, next year in person. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Hope springs eternal. Because <laughs> we, we like stories with hope. So one of, one of the things I thought would be fun to reflect upon was how did you find out about the legal geeks? And, you know, you might have a two for one answer here because, you know, <laughs> you're married, but can you share, uh, you know, your story on, on how did you learn about this grand adventure? So I, I guess it, it starts with me. Um, and I'll be totally honest here. Um, yeah, we were on vacation. I think we were with another family at a hotel and I, I was checking my work email, which, you know, I, I, I probably shouldn't be, but I'm always, you know, making sure there are no fires. Um, and there was an email from Judge Denbin, who I know because he and I are total you know, nerds and, um, you know, we, we love geeking out over this stuff. And he was asking if I'd be willing to help out with this law student mock trial. And uh, at the time, I think I had just finished my doing like four trials in four months and I was a little tired. And so I was thinking, okay, how can I diplomatically say no? Uh, <laughs> you know, because I, I, I kind of approached it with Kathy. I was like, honey, I've been asked to do another thing. And she was like, oh, what is it? I was like, well, I mean, it sounds fun, but I'm just really beat. And um, how do I say no? And I just couldn't come up with a good way to say no, because the more I read about it, I thought, this sounds really cool. Like, I really would like to do this, but I'm also, I would also like to sleep once in, you know, a month or something. That would be nice, too. Um, so anyways, the more I read about it and, I, you know, Kathy and I talked about it, we're like, well, why not? You know, it, San Diego Comic Fest is something that I had been to anyways. And even before I knew about the Legal Geeks, I remember hearing on the news about the um, the Winter Soldier trial. And I just remember thinking, that is super cool. Like, I wonder who's doing that. That is fantastic. And I, so I think I was involved in, I think it was the second um, law student trial. Uh, so I, I got involved and I was helping to coach two law students. Josh, I think I just talked with you on the phone and then I tried meeting with my law students. Uh, they were interested, but, you know, they're busy as law students, so it's kind of hard to get everyone together until the day of. Um, and then I met you at Comic Fest that, um, that year, and a friend and I also had, like, a booth there. And I met you, like, the day before, 
and I think Rogue One had just come out like a few months prior. And so we met up at the like sort of mixer, like the preview night thing. And this was like, this is one of those weird things, how the stars sometimes align. Like we were talking and of course we had a lot in common. So, you know, I was like, wow, this is great. Like this guy is awesome. He loves all the same stuff I do. And Josh, you will recall this, I think, but you were saying, yeah, I want to cosplay for a panel next time as a, a rebel fleet trooper. And <laughs> I was wearing a jacket and in my pocket, lo and behold, I had a rebel fleet trooper toy. I said, oh, you mean like this figure? And I just gave it to you because I had it with me because I brought it with me to the premiere of Rogue One because we saw a fleet trooper, I think, in a pre in a preview. And I was like, hey, let me bring let me bring my I mean, I'm a huge you know toy collector, comic and toy nerd. So I have all sorts of stuff. And so I brought, you know, I, I couldn't go to that new Star Wars movie without bringing a toy with me like I'm, you know, eight years old again. So, yeah. So I gave that over to you. And then um, then the next day. I was helping to coach the law students and then yet, uh, so I'm busy helping my friend with his booth. Um, and then I think you messaged me, Josh, like after we'd met, you said, Hey, do you want to be on a panel? Um, and again, I'm thinking, well, I'm really, hands are so busy that day helping with this panel, rather helping with the booth and also helping um, the law students meet up. So again, I'm thinking, okay, is there a diplomatic way for me to say no? And then Demon shows up at the booth and says, Hey, you want to help us on a panel? And now I'm like, okay, well, great. I can't say no. <laughs> you know? So, so I jumped in and it was so much fun, you know, being on that panel. Um, and I recall like we were, it was about Rogue One, wasn't it, Josh, or a bunch of things? It was Rogue One focused. And, and so it was uh, Judge Debin and Judge Carol Nahara no, and no. Megan Hitchcock, uh, had a migraine and wasn't able to drive down so I was, that's right. why i was like well we've got a space yeah rebel fleet troop, trooper in his pocket <laughs> yeah. I remember, it was fate i guess so Denbin, i think Denbin told me that he said to you oh i know the perfect person that can join us and he's here already so let me just go ask him and so you know he kind of you know pulled me in and uh, it was so much fun talking about this stuff. First panel I'd ever done in a small room with a you know good group of people, but it was you know the way convention should be because it was really interactive. People had really good questions, and we had a kid get up at the end, remember, and ask this kind of tough question about, oh, uh, is this part about um, Jin Erso and her crimes? Is that canon? Uh, and I remember everyone was kind of like, oh my god, and and I I, I being the huge nerd I am. I had read the novelization for the movie. So I said, well, the novelization actually differs from the movie and it goes into her crimes and, you know, the, the debt she has had to pay. So, you know, yes, you know, depending on the source you look at. And then uh, I had also grabbed a toy from my friend's booth, a Star Wars toy. I, it was a, um, it was a R, R4, it was the red, you know, the, the bad motivator droid. So we, we had something to give away and you gave it to the kid who asked that, that question. So I think it's fair to say that ever since then, I've been kind of hooked and uh, love everything that you and we do. And I'm a proud, a proud uh, advertisement for, for the group. So thank you to both of you. Yeah. You're very welcome. The Fleet Trooper is in my display case with the other theme appropriate Rogue, uh, rebel era uh, figures because 
that's how I organize things uh, by theme. So awesome. The yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. So <laughs> and and, and I told Kathy, I was like, "Honey, I'm going to be on a panel," and she had the boys. She's like, "Oh, let me let me try to get down there." And you know, she didn't she didn't make it for that one, but we have been able to see each other on many panels since then, and even. We've been on one together. I don't know that we have. But. No, that's definitely a goal. I think that'd be cool yeah. to have the, the the couple on the panel together. We did a podcast. Together. No, we did a podcast. We did a podcast that's right. Yeah, that's a start. But I think the panel would be cooler. Yeah, and she's done some. She's done some great. You know, like as Josh has said, some great mock trials too. So, the Kathy, how did you get dragged in? Or did I you? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Because Steve, we know, and I get that, the inability to come up with a good way to say no. Was that how you were in, or were you just jealous of all the fun Steve was having and wanted uh, some of that? Uh, you know, it's, I go where I'm called. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of being a parent, right? You know, yes. Just go where, where you're yeah. needed. Yeah, I think sometimes it's just like Josh will like ask, hey, do you want to do? I'm like, sure, whatever, you know. As yeah. long as like our panels aren't conflicting. Right. You know, we're, we're good because one of us, well, our kids are older now, so they, they, but when, you know, we first kind of started doing this, one of us would have to stay and watch the kids. And right. also sometimes, especially Comic-Con, some things are so late at night, you know, I might have to leave if we had a late night panel to take the kids home or right. vice versa. So, yeah. yeah there've been a few times when uh, we've had a late panel, Josh, uh, and Kathy's had the boys and they're in the front row, but the boys are asleep, like asleep. On, <laughs> on her lap, you know, yeah. go well, you know. Um, but I, I will share a quick geek out moment before I know Josh, you want to unpack some of that. Um, you know, when we did the WonderCon droids trial, and we can talk more about that, but I thought we really took it to the next level there. Like the crowd loved us and they were so into it. Thomas and I, we just met the day before, but mm -hmm. we were just hamming it up being the evil empire. And it was so much fun being like on the bad guy's side there actually. And we really leaned into it. Um, and cause I remember you had trouble getting people to, to kind of go against the droids. So we we're like, oh no, we'll do it, you know? Um, so that was fun. And then we got the panel acceptance for San Diego Comic-Con, you know, to do the Poe Dameron trial. Um, and, and just the first time we ever heard that we were getting a San Diego Comic-Con panel, Kathy and I were going to school for like the parent-teacher conferences. Um, our friend Jane from the city attorney's office was also on the team um, who made the panel. And that year, we had not been lucky with San Diego Comic-Con badges. I think we, there were several days we just didn't have badges for. And then you called us and said, we got a panel. And we were just cheering, you know, just like celebrating. badges. Yeah, we were like, yeah. <laughs> and then other parents were like, what, what are you guys celebrating? Or like, oh, um, yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, Comic-Con. And they're like, oh, okay. We're, we're kind of like that, you know. I'm that guy, so, <laughs> but that was just a huge thrill. Like, wow, we're gonna have badges as professionals and, you know, get to go to that cool pro room with the free lemonade and stuff. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so many thanks to you, Josh, for all of that. Uh, you're welcome. It's, it's part of the adventure. I didn't say, Josh, I know you want to unpack things, but I do remember the first time Josh said he was going to pitch us to Comic-Con. And I was like, there is no way we are getting yeah. into San Diego Comic-Con. But I'm like, all right, Josh, go ahead, see what you can do. And yeah, see, again, hope and dreaming big. And look at what Josh has accomplished with that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and we've been there for how many years in a row then, Josh? Five, three or 
2015. Wow. So to unpack the history of that, well, there are a couple ways to, to do this. On how we connected was Neil Caratree and I were discussing what to do for the second mock trial. And Neil suggested doing X-Men. And I thought like, okay, the Days of Future Past had just come out. The idea of Sentinels being used to hunt people for their DNA seemed timely. Uh, to our horror, Trump won the election and we suddenly became really timely. And uh, Paul Graywall, who had just left the bench and went to Facebook, introduced uh, Judge Debin and I to each other. And Judge Debin, definitely a heavy nerd, just. You've <laughs> <laughs> uh, been to his chambers, right? Oh, I've, I've seen pictures and I haven't been in there, even though yeah. I've, I played judge in his courtroom when we were practicing for Luke Cage and that was right. the, uh, but that, the, that's that connection. And, and Devin said he was getting notes from people going like, so how are you gonna rule on this? Because, you know, people were very curious about, about it. So he, he made some noise. And going back to Devin, what the first appearance we did at Comic-Con was uh, with Judge Graywall. And Graywall went to some patent judicial conference, which is, a, is as exciting as it sounds. And he's sitting, listening to whoever's speaking. And Devin comes up and sits down next to him and taps him on the shoulder and says, I understand you're coming Comic-Con and presenting in <laughs> my city? And, and Graywell said, yes. And to which Devin said something along the, line, along the lines of, that is awesome. So uh, the, the, the expansion of the bench uh, for being heavy nerds, because who knew people who re read growing up, who watched Star Trek and stood in line for Star Wars uh, would become judges. Who knew that was going to happen? So there's that lineage for how we all start connecting. The uh, just taking a moment on Comic Fest. Comic Fest was the first show where we had any sort of panel, and that was me just reaching out to Mike Talbry. And as I look back on this, yeah, you know, Comic Fest is what opened the doors for us. And I cannot say enough nice things about, um, uh, about Mike Towery and his wonderful wife, Wendy, who uh, really went out of their way and welcomed us with open arms because we've had a lot of fun there. I make a point to uh, have timely, topics for that show and have law students do the arguments for for the mock trials that we've done so and and there's been there's been a few um like where kathy played witness for the uh frankenstein competency hearing dr frankenstein uh, <laughs> that was so much fun uh kathy uh you know you you joined the adventure because you know you're you know, the other big kid in your house uh, thought this would be fun. Uh, but like, what's your favorite 
experience that you've had so far with what we've been doing? I think it's just getting to know everybody that is, has been associated with Legal Geeks. Like I am the first to tell you that like, I've always, in the, especially in the legal profession, I hate all those like networking events where people are just, you're just going to like, see who can kind of help you get ahead. I, and so I don't do those things. And like, this was actually like, like just talking like with people who happen to be lawyers who like the same things that I do um, and, and, you know, are into like the same pop culture and things like that. And so it was just a lot of fun. And um, I like that, um, you know, when um, I'd already known um, um, Carol, Judge Carol, but I didn't know that she was the prosecutor on the Menendez case. And I love the fact like that when I found that out, the first question I asked her was, who played you in a TV movie? And she doesn't judge me for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I just really love all the people that we've met. And, um, you know, it's we're like family now, you know, it's just a lot of fun. Everyone's really cool. And we can like geek out and, you know, talk about things that we like. But then like everyone also like gets it when like, you know, we're talking about the legal issues as well. So, yeah. And she, you know, she, yeah. I'll tell you um, that you know, she gets a lot of props for this at her office too. Oh yeah, because she works. <laughs> she helps run the the intern program there. Uh, I mean, you can tell the story, but or yeah, no. Um, actually, um, yes. Yeah, so I think um, we've had was it the last comic fest that we did right before <laughs> the pandemic. We had somebody who canceled at the last minute. And I had interns who were in my office that day, and I knew two of them were really big um, uh, Star Wars fans. And I think it was a Ma the Mandalorian trial that we were doing, the, the, the guardianship issue. And so I went, Steve texted me and said, oh my gosh, one of the interns dropped out. I went straight over to where the interns are, and I was like, hey, is anyone free tomorrow? <laughs> um, I need someone to do a mock trial for me. And one of them was like, I totally want to do it. And like, he stepped in and they did yeah. a great job. And like, yeah, and like, it, it, it's funny because then they start talking about it. And then also like, um, we do, um, uh, for, I help uh, coach our intern program in our office, which is really robust. And um, we teach them to like practical exercises, so, but it's based on what they want to do. So like um, one of the things that we've offered to them is um, arguing um, an MSJ. And what we've done is we have used the fact pattern and the, um, the, the depo testimony from the star stormtrooper um, uh, body armor uh, defective body armor and we've done it twice now and they all really really like it and then I get to play the judge in that one but um <laughs> but yeah they it's you know it's usually like a um, fact pattern that they kind of already know and stuff like that and then you know we give them the um the additional information and stuff like that but yeah so my interns have really gotten into it too and there's some who like come up to me afterwards and they're like I totally want to be a part of legal geeks and they'll give me their private their personal information and stuff and um, we just now it's just, you know, because of COVID, we haven't had the opportunity, I haven't had the opportunity to, to, to um, contact any of them, you know, we haven't had an opportunity to use them in any of the things that we're doing. But yeah, I get interns who are interested all the time and talk to me about it too. It, it comes up in all sorts of random times. Like Kathy said, when she's interviewing law students, I think <laughs> someone asked once, right? Like, yeah. They, so, you know, at the end of an interview, do you have any questions for us? And one of them said, were you on a panel at Comic-Con? <laughs> Like about Godzilla or something, yeah. you know? And, 
And I was like, all right, she did her research. Yeah. And then when Kathy was given something, at the, there was a ceremony at the office and people were going to talk to her. All anyone wanted to talk about was legal geeks because, you know, they're saying, oh, you know, Kathy has done this and that. And oh, by the way, she's done legal geeks. Well, that's the one thing everybody wanted to ask her about. So. It is awesome. I love the idea that you're using like the Legal Geeks idea to to educate the next generation of lawyers um, and really the next generation of Legal Geeks, right? So that is very cool. Those those students who want to participate can always write blog posts. There's uh, Thomas Harper, Judge Day, or they through the American Red Cross, they had a uh, international law of war uh, mock trial or hearing that that they did, and he got a law student who did a bunch of articles on uh, Neon Genesis, an anime that I haven't watched, and that that young JAG officer did great work. I mean, he's studying for the bar right now, so that's more important. Uh, and but yeah, and there are a couple other now young attorneys who did mock trials with us at Comic Fest were studying for the bar. It was like, when after you're done, you're always welcome for podcasts and, and writing because it's now physically impossible to cover everything. Like I, my strategy is I focus on a few shows and that's my outlet and I can write about those or, or movies. But if I tried doing everything, I just, None of us have the time for that because we all do work for food. We have clients that we have to take care of and, you know, need to maintain, you know, our lives. So like there, there's just not enough hours in the day to go. I want to talk about the reverse mortgages that were discussed in Superman and Lois. I, I just, I would love someone to jump in on that, uh, but I haven't had the time to jump into that area of banking law to explore it uh, because that's way outside my wheelhouse. So there's there's no shortage of awesome content. You know, my brother and I were just talking last night and if in 1990, if you had told both of us that there's going to be uh, a Titans TV show and that there's gonna be a whole, you know, like 23 Marvel movies and they're going to be good and new batch of Star Wars movies and TV shows and they're going to be good. Like that would have been, you know, like Nirvana. And like now it's like, how do I have enough time to do all of this when I have to write a motion to strike and get a discovery production ready. Um, and the answer is you just, you know, balance and prioritize and uh, which is why in the pandemic we've done slightly more podcasting than blog posts because this has a social aspect. Whereas, I mean, I do love writing. I do love getting into export control licensing and Kong versus Godzilla that makes me happy. But there's only so much time in the day when we also have to work and do family stuff. 
I will say, you know, Josh, one thing, maybe we could do this for our 10 year anniversary. I'd be curious to go back to 2012 when we started and the cultural landscape. I mean, obviously by then there'd been Star Wars prequels. There'd been, you know, the Marvel universe was starting, but yeah, um, you know, there'd always been what, some Superman TV shows kind of thing, but just the explosion in geek content. Um, obviously the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a huge part of that, but even without that, I mean, there's been so much from just the growing respect for graphic novels generally, um, you know, obviously, um, I'm very excited and because of all the COVID challenges, haven't really been able to delve in and prepare for, um, but Dune, which has been basically my favorite sci-fi series ever since eighth grade. Um, you know, the fact that it's coming out this year, another attempt and how huge that is, um, is yeah, it is just wild how much that has changed in the past, even just nine years, uh, but certainly in the past few decades. That it has, and Steve and Kathy, you were conferring. What's what? What gen genius uh, idea did Kathy just <laughs> articulate? <laughs> I know that look. She, she gets. She has all the good ideas. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. No. I, I go where she tells me. So our our housekeeper was here, and I was just telling him. I think she's cleaning the bathroom. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> I can hear her. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, oh, I think she's cleaning the bathroom outside the door. Nothing uh -huh. uh, too exciting. Yes, yeah, it was parent stuff. Yeah, that's very exciting. Actually, no, I'm like that's like the highlight. Yeah. A clean house. Ooh, look at someone else is joining. Another legal geek friend. This is like a whole. What is it? That old game show where you had to guess who was going to appear. Whose life is this? Or whose life is it? What was that show? I never watched it, but right, and they'd have different people. I was your second grade teacher. Yes. I, wow, I can't remember really? what the name of it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whose life is, oh man. All right. Well, Josh, what yeah, was that? I, I do not recall. Oh, that was, that was, this is your life. This is your life. Hey, look at that. Our mystery guest can answer. That's perfect. Who just said <laughs> this is your answer. life? <laughs> this, is, this is Jack Yang. How are you doing? Hey, Jack. It's so good to see you. Good to see you too. Happy anniversary. Happy almost anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And uh, I hope everyone's enjoying the 4th of July holiday weekend. So, Jack, it's great seeing you, buddy. Yeah, it's uh, good to see you, too. We've had emails. This is one of the first times we've been on video in a long time. So it's nice to actually catch up since we used to do things in real life together. You know, it's uh, look forward to that again. So... Well, I think Jack and I, I think the only time we met in person was, I think, our second Comic-Con, right? Was that like 2016, Jack? Uh, that was right. Basically, yeah. it was the Star Trek one. That's right. Um, I just actually, I think I came as e either Neil's special guest or Josh's yep. special guest. So actually, it was the first time I'd actually been to Comic-Con as well. So that was awesome. That's right. Man, and that seems like a lifetime ago. I do yeah. think I've actually aged a lifetime since the summer of 2016. I mean, <laughs> haven't we all? Right? Yeah, I know. It's been a brutal, brutal five years since then, Jack. So I would not be surprised if I look many, many decades older. And I think that's actually, I think this may be my second time ever even seeing you. I mean, we could talk on Facebook or emails, but I don't even know if we've uh, done any of these Zooms together. No, we haven't. I've, I've done a 
I said, I guess did a podcast with Josh and then we've gone on and seen a couple movies together, things like that. Um, but no, actually. And then I think the last time, well, the last time I did an official legal use thing was WonderCon, like in 2019, was it? Okay. Mock trial, the stormtroopers. And uh, you really leaned in on a glorious level for defending the empire for the body armor. That, that was legendary. It was. Even Christine, yeah. Oh, you're so kind to say that. But, you know, it's like, I, I actually, I blame you, Josh, for that. Because one, one, I'm not very much of a litigator anyway. So I'm on a panel with three other litigators and they just basically do that for their job. Um, so that's one thing. So I like, yeah, I had no process due process, things like that. And who knows? Then the other piece is that the, the fact pattern was so skewed in favor of, um, of the, of the rebels, uh, excuse <laughs> me, the stormtroopers, um, that I didn't really have very much to work with, especially after the, the video testimony. So there was, so just like, just plain, um, just plain arrogance was really the only way to play that and to make, to make it work. So so thank you for that. You set it up well. It was so beautiful. I just, you know, there's there's pictures of me on, on the stage, you know, working the, the slides, and you can see me biting my lip, trying not to laugh. It's, uh, <laughs> and same with, you know, Judge Debin presided over that. And like, he's he's also, I mean, there are, there are pictures with both of us laughing because it was so good. Uh, oh. Yeah, just glorious. Uh, then let's not forget the, uh, uh, you know, we, we did the birthday trip where a bunch of us went to Disneyland mm -hmm. and, you know, the lightsaber experience that you got me, that's on my wall at the office. So, awesome. so when I do CMC video, you know, Zoom CMCs or, you know, meet and confers, you know, like that's behind me. So it's, um, uh, it is so much fun. That was a lot of that was a lot of fun, and it was a, it was nice to meet some of your meet your brother again, some of the other colleagues who actually been part of the legal geeks for a long time. Um, and, you know, it's just basically it's just that whole concept. Like, it's just very easy just to be just geeky and just like not worry about it at the end of the day. And it was awesome. That was a great trip too. It's like let's go to the Matterhorn. Like it was just it was just so much fun. Or we, we flew the Falcon, you know, you were in the right seat. I was in the left seat and it was mm -hmm. just so much fun for a bunch of lawyers and a judge to yeah. you know, go do that. Uh, still one of my favorite Disney trips ever. So mm -hmm. um, just so much fun. As, as we're looking ahead, you know, and like COVID starting to end or at least be under control, like, what are you looking Knock on for? wood. Don't jinx us, Josh. It's looking positive and not any infection, right? But um, what are you looking forward to for the future? Jack. Oh, just in general. Oh, like in general. Like, um, you know, actually, I've already started to do that. Like, getting on seeing people, I think the one thing that, um, like, it's kind of funny. There is a mess there's a maximum size of crowd that I'm actually comfortable with. Um, and, you know, being able to just see people in the office and talk to them casually is actually kind of nice at the end of the day. Um, I do. I, I, I actually do look forward to going back to a big con and just being in a big crowd of people. Um, 
Yeah, it's like it's it's amazing how um, open people are. I remember the last con I went to, just like striking up people, like striking up conversations with different adults, not children, <laughs> adults, on you know what their passions are, what they're there for, what they're looking for. Um, it's just it's just people are just so open in those environments, uh, and it's just it's great. It's so much fun, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing all of you again in person too, as well. So here, here, you know, hopefully uh, for San Diego special edition for the uh, November show, I, I want to pitch the Jaws mock trial and I, and I want Steve and Kathy to be the defense team because that's, that only seems natural. And uh, there, are, there are a lot of people who could play plaintiff lawyers in that and really take a bite out of Amity. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how, what, what the future holds there. But there, there's so many panel ideas that we can do from all the great content that's come out despite uh, you know, COVID. Uh, it's like I was uh, super impressed with Godzilla Singular Point. That was, yeah, for, for those who complain like, oh, you can't do a Godzilla movie with character development. Well, that has it. And it's fantastic, and it is you know, best watch with somebody who has a uh, degree in quantum physics from Stanford. Mm. But you know, it's like it's super fun. And uh, I was watching um, the first Gundam movie last night, and and thinking of all the child soldier issues because they, you know, they're found they realize that there's only like 15 year olds left after this attack, and so they have by necessity kids being put into combat situations it's like there's you know it's, it's fun to watch this and stuff that's like that we all like being able to talk about uh, you know you, you've posted on facebook some of your um some of the shows that you've been enjoying uh what are some of the things that you've recently seen that you think would be fun to talk about oh gosh let me think about that for a second um from a netflix perspective Oh, actually, well, Sweet Tooth is actually, Sweet Tooth is an amazing show. I'm not certain if you actually read the source material, um, but it's like, it is so ex well executed. The way somebody else asked me, like, well, what to describe this show? And I said, well, it's probably the most Spielberg-esque show we have on the service. It's not done by Spielberg, right? Um, it's just, it's well executed. It's sweet. It is dark. It's very dark. And especially in a post, like, I guess the, um, uh, the trigger warning would be um, that basically it is about a pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so basically, like if you you might want to give it a little bit of time, hoping that it's going to go for a second season um, that hasn't been announced yet, or and I certainly couldn't tell you if it was. Um, but it, the, the first season is really great, and it's something worth seeing. My 14-year-old daughter binged that and loved it and told me about it. And it's funny, her tolerance for dark um, is much greater than mine. So even her telling me about it, I'm like, oof, I don't know if I can watch this. But yeah, she loved it. And again, I was talking about, I mean, she's a, she's a, kind of very much a geek. She loves all the sci-fi stuff. Um, although she's also, I guess, being the teenager, kind of getting into the horror sort of genre and the conjuring and things like that and stranger things. So this does seem to be hitting a sweet spot for a lot of people right now who do kind of like that, you know, the darker sci-fi or fantasy sort of stuff with that tinge of horror. 
yeah, no, it's it's definitely worth it. Um, other shows that were other shows that were I've been watching. Gosh, there's so there's so many of them. We watch like you know outside of the legal geeks area. I mean, there of course there are, there are a lot of different shows. Um, there's um, the two the two seasons of Lupin, um, our French show, basically based on the well, it's a modern it's a modern take on Lupin, the um, the series of novels. Um, set in contemporary, set in contemporary France, it's about a man who basically is greatly influenced. His life is greatly influenced by Lupin, and basically he is essentially the modern day gentleman thief. There are two seasons on the service. It is actually excellent to watch as well. Um, and then there's uh, there there are a lot of other things that are coming. Out. Oh, actually, you know what? Army of the Dead was great, and actually for um, it's it's um. There are probably a few <clears throat> good legal issues coming out of it as well. It's not scary. It's probably more hokey zombie more than anything else. It is a little bit gory, but it's, you know, it's zombies. Uh, so that's that would be definitely one. If we were going to do topics on something, the Army of the Dead might be a good one to actually do because it's 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 just a plain enjoyable watch at the end of the day. Right. I'm going to pre-commit myself to that because I've always, because wasn't there armies of the dead, like in the nineties or something too? Mm, yeah. So right? basically, yeah. So essentially there was the whole evil dead series. Right. Right. And basically army of the dead was the third film in the series. Uh, they are still talking about doing a, uh, and of course they've done a reboot of the first right. two. They're talking about doing a continuation <clears throat> as well. Uh, but basically army of the dead and the, Evil Dead 1, 2, and 3 are basically considered a trilogy. Okay. But I've always but wanted one... to see those because I have heard that they are very funny, too, with everything else. But I've always been afraid to. But I'm going to pre-commit myself. If we do a panel on that, I'll force my – or a post okay. or something on that. I'll force myself to watch it. So so couple couple caveats. So basically, Sam, Sam Raimi actually right. did – all three of them. Right, that's right. Number number two is like number two is a really dark comedy, and number three is just like it's just schlocky on top oh. of everything else. The first one is actually intensely scary, um, so you don't have to watch that one. Okay, good. Now, I only want to do now, the funny, like Simon Pegg. What is it? Hot fuzz kind of uh, idea, so, right? Shaun yeah, of the Dead. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Shaun of the Dead. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. So, um, so the. Um, the Army of that movie is basically, or is essentially a, it's a, it's a, it's a Zack Schneider film. So oh. He did this one after, he did this one for us, and he did this one for Netflix. Okay. And, yeah, and basically it's about, it's a heist film. It's a heist I love film. heist films. It's a heist film set in Las Vegas. And okay. Basically, the basic premise is that um, Dan Bautista puts together a team to go into, and to go into Vegas and basically try to extract um, $500 million where he will get, where he and his team will get $50, $50 million if they are successful in doing so. Okay. Yeah, the only hitch is that the, the Vegas has been quarantined because it's essentially it's filled with zombies. Oh. All right. I will commit. I haven't seen trailers for that. Um, so, yeah, if we if we schedule that, I'll force myself on a bright, sunny day to watch that. So in the middle of the day, it's hokey. It's just a hokey film. So it'll be it's hokey and it's just darn fun. And it's Schneider all the way. So. Wow. All right. Yeah. And, and I admit, I, I have mixed feelings about Schneider films, but this is actually yeah. 
this is actually one this is this one i actually truly enjoy it's well put together okay you know, another thing Josh and I were talking about before you guys were able to join is how, you know, some things will go kind of go back to so-called normal from the before times, but, you know, other things may change and different people, depending on kind of their passions and comfort levels, may uh, be looking forward to some things more than others. So, like, I have already gone back to the movie theaters. I love movie theaters. So, I'm like, I am fully in, whereas, like, amusement parks or other loud, large crowds, I'm not so sure on. Um, you know, Steve even Kathy and Jack, like what sort of things are you guys looking forward to jumping right back into versus what things do you think you might be holding off on? Steve and Kathy, do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah I was going to say that's, that, that's a tough one for us because we have, our, one of our kids has not been vaccinated yet. Oh, uh, that eligible. sucks. Yes, so, that's hard. Like, we always have to keep that in mind you know so we did do um we did go to disneyland before everything reopened in california and we specifically chose to go before we can reopen because we wanted to um make sure that um you know people were still wearing masks and things right. like that. because at that point like what our oldest had only had one shot we were both fully vaccinated mm -hmm. our oldest had one shot and our youngest you know still can't get vaccinated so yeah. um yes that was we but um, now that everything, that I, I don't want to go right now when it's fully reopened. But again, just because we've got one child who can't be vaccinated. So that is so yet. hard. I was so happy when they lowered the age that my younger kid could get vaccinated. Because, yeah, it's just a weird, I don't know, as a parent, it bothered me very much that everybody else in the family could get this level of protection that one or more children couldn't. Yeah, that's hard. And for me, yeah, I wouldn't mind going to a I wouldn't mind going to a concert. Um, so that, that that might happen sometime in the fall. Um, but we'll figure we'll we'll see how it we'll see how it goes. We'll play everything by ear. Um, going to a movie theater would be going to a movie theater would be nice too. Um, it has been a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We came so close to seeing Godzilla versus Kong together. Oh. Uh, and yes. That's, there was a logistical right. challenge, uh, but we'll do something. So I picked um I, I, I picked Easter to try the rent a theater. And it turns out and people said it was a it was a grand idea, but um there are a lot of people who actually had plans on Easter, which was kind of weird. But nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> we were you still know, in I, the middle of getting vaccinated. If we're if we're talking about yeah. getting back, you mentioned a little bit earlier, Josh, um, you know, about conventions, but that's definitely the thing I am looking forward to the most, mm. particularly with San, Di San Diego Comic-Con. You know, prior to 2020, we had gone, I had gone, I think, 17 years in a row, you know, but that that's like one of my favorite things every year. And so um, something I look forward to, it's like the week where uh, uh, sort of like grown-up Christmas in a way, you know, and you're just among your people, and like like Jack mentioned, you know, you're walking around downtown, not even inside the convention center, you're just running into people like, oh, so what are you looking forward to? And then you can talk for hours on end. You get people from all over the country, all over the world, um, Australia, UK, Asia, all over who come, come because we all have this shared love, the shared passion for things. Um, I, I really miss that a lot. So I was really um, sad last year that we did not have such a get together. 
Uh, I'm sad again that we don't have it in July this month. Uh, however, I'm hoping that in November we will have some kind of in-person get-together, that it will be safe at least to have something. And then I'm hoping for a full slate of convention scheduling next year, which means, of course, Josh, that we will have to do a lot of work and uh, ramp up, but I, th <laughs> I think we will welcome that. I think we will be, you know, that will be a lot of fun. And I think you're still happy, aren't you, that the last, one of the last panels that was done before the pandemic was our Mandalorian panel at Comic Fest. Yeah, technically we had the best live panel of 2020. So. <laughs> <laughs> technically speaking, you know, it's, it's like people who are renting movie theaters to show some like student project that they made. And it's like, yeah, we had the box office high for you know, that week because all my buddies came to see what, what movie that they made. Uh, we were in that category with the Mandalorian guardianship uh, mock hearing we did. As I think about it, uh, I'm super excited for uh, the show Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I haven't figured out like would I drive down that Sunday like because Thanksgiving travel travel does suck so like how to do mm. that in a way that's not like 17 hours on the road um, and I haven't figured out if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be comfortable flying by then I just don't know um, I might be um, you know it, with air travel you know we have the factor of people who might not be vaccinated flying. And mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with that. That said, Comic-Con 2022, we should probably do a party during the, mm. during the show um, or a big dinner, something along those lines. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, you know, I'm the... I have zero desire to go to the parties that are at Comic-Con. Like that's, there are people who live for that and that that's their thing. And like, and that's fine. It's everyone has the thing that they love. That hasn't been the thing I, I, I go for. I like going for the panels. I love the exhibit hall. I love seeing people. I, I don't get the people who spend all day at the pool and then go to parties at night. Like that's not the experience I want from that. There are those who love that. That said, the idea of like, let's go get a banquet room and, you know, we have everyone and, you know, we, we do dinner or, you know, we, we have a social hour where everyone that we interact with, you know, including those who aren't attorneys, because we have a big family of people who've played expert witnesses and, you know, there's all the people who are psychologists that we're friends with who do their uh, thought leadership panels. At, at Comic-Con that, you know, they're, they're the other professionals at the show. It's fun to hang out with them or other podcasters. Um, so that would be, that would be special. Um, the other th fact is uh, uh, we have, most of us have tickets for Star Wars Celebration. And those of us that don't, if we get a panel, that's a way to get others in. <laughs> so, um, um, we are creative and resourceful that way. So that too could be fun and getting to Anaheim and again, a bunch of us going to Disneyland afterwards could be uh, fun for the whole family. So that's uh, all kinds of good stuff to look forward to. 
but yeah, there's, there's so much, I mean, when we started this, I had, I wasn't sure where it would go because this was, you know, I, I wanted to be able to talk about assumption of risk and wearing a red shirt in Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know we would, uh, you know, get to the community that, that we have. And, Agreed. And, and love it dearly. So, because uh, it's fun. It, it brings people together. It has, and I think, obviously, Josh, if the past nine years have shown us anything, or the past year and a half, or the past five years, depending on all kind of the significant benchmarks, I mean, I guess the exciting thing is, is we never know what's coming next, right? And obviously, as a worst case scenario person, I'm like, yeah, things can go really dark. But also, as a more optimistic person, like Josh would say, look at all the exciting stuff that can happen, too. So... I'm going to say, hopefully we've had enough dark and bad stuff for a while. Hopefully we'll have a, we deserve a good run here. So, and hopefully we can all celebrate together in person sooner rather than later. I think the future is bright. You know, we've, it's like those who went through the great depression that, or say the 1918 pandemic right after World War One, because that wasn't a good time. You know, and I don't think we're going to have like roaring 1920s behavior because that's the wrong message. Uh, but I, I do think that collectively, everyone's going to be super excited to have friends over for game night, you know, to have a barbecue and to have, you know, the normal things. Uh, to have kids back in school. <laughs> Like, that's my number one thing i'm like children out of the house <laughs> it's like last year there was a, i i wasn't able to go because of what was happening with my dad but you know there was a birthday party for jack where there was like you guys had ice cream trucks nice and, and it was just like that's awesome like that's a more of that like like that that was just Taco trucks coming, everyone be here. Like that, that's that's the future that I want us to all have because uh, just enjoying each other's company and being able to, you know, if we watch Macross together or, you know, pick something, pick pick the thing that that you know everyone loves and then nerd out about it. It's you know, and in seeing younger generations get into it, because that's also rewarding to see, uh, you know, like there were, there was a person who attended our first Comic-Con panel in 2015. He went to law school. We're responsible for that. So, Dang. yeah. Uh, so there's that, you know, like we've, we've helped inspire some people. So well, maybe in nine years, we'll all be back here. By then, we'll all be holograms talking to each other in a room, all with maybe slightly grayer hair. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to thank each of you, uh, Jack, Steve, and Kathy, and everyone else who's done so much for the Lego Geeks, and Josh for keeping this vision going forward for uh, nine impressive, ever-growing years, because this is a really neat community. There's, um, yeah. The combination of people, lawyers and non-lawyers, who are into both the geek side and the legal side of it, it's really exciting. So thank you all so much. 
Thanks for hosting it. Really appreciate it. Yeah, our pleasure. All right, and Josh, I think you've got to do your signature sign off at this point. So everyone, thank you for tuning in. You know, you can check us out on Patreon where you know, we do have some additional content because you know, I'm just that guy. Uh, we also follow us on all social media at The Legal Geeks, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay geeky. Thank you all.